Welcome back to the State Tax Show. I'm your host, Matt Hunsaker. Today, we take a quick look at statues, Sirius XM, and Maryland's digital advertising sourcing regs. I hope everyone had an enjoyable Labor Day with friends and family. I spent the morning at the lake with Jamie and the kids. That's really about the only outdoor activity we can tolerate in the sweltering North Texas heat. But maybe someday we'll eventually toughen up and become true Texans. The last couple of weeks we did episodes in the software and cloud computing series. But we need to take a break to cover a few items of news. We'll go ahead and get back to that series just as soon as we're able. I've been receiving a lot of questions for future episodes in that series, and I sure appreciate those questions, and we'll try to weave in some answers as we go along. So keep those questions coming. Let's start off today by talking about statues. Not statutes, as we normally talk about. You see, a while back, the governor of Virginia, I think it was the governor, ordered the removal of a statue of Confederate General Robert E. Lee in Richmond. And let me be very careful here and say, I'm not saying anything about the removal of the statute. But I did find it interesting that a bunch of property owners near the statue argued that they would be losing certain tax benefits if the statue were removed and the district lost its National Historic Landmark designation. They lost. And I'm not going to go into the decision, but I thought I would bring it up just to show how state tax issues raise their heads in the most unexpected ways. The Texas Supreme Court made news last week by agreeing to hear the Sirius XM apportionment case. This is probably, uh, at least in my mind, one of the real important cases of the year. I've been complaining for a while now how state tax administrators have been twisting or at least massaging, statutes or alternative apportionment to get to a market-based sourcing result. And one could reasonably argue that this is what is happening here. In Texas, they source services or receipts from services to the place where they are performed. And so the question is, where are the satellite radio services performed? I'm not going to dig down into the arguments too deep. I'll save that for when the opinion comes out. But the controller has been trying to argue that services are performed where, and this is a quote here, the receipt-producing end product act occurs. That is some language that came out in an administrative hearing ages ago. Recently, though, while this case was still pending, the controller added that receipt-producing end product language to its apportionment regulation. So in this case, they appear to be arguing that the act of decryption at the radio is the receipt-producing end product act, and so Sirius needs to source receipts based on the percentage of radios in Texas. Now, if you think about it, that sounds a lot like market-based sourcing, doesn't it? Without getting into it, I think the argument has some serious flaws, no pun intended there, 
but I'm going to keep those to myself until after the case gets decided. Oral arguments are in late November, so it may be a while before we get a decision. Finally, if you recall, Maryland has passed the nation's first digital advertising tax. It is probably the most controversial thing going on right now in the state tax world. One of the major issues with this tax is that the legislature completely punted on how to determine if advertising receipts should be sourced to Maryland. The regulation is interesting. It uses the location of the device when it displays advertising to determine if it is a Maryland receipt. And so the regulation focuses on how to figure out where a device is located when it displays advertising. It allows the taxpayer to use information within their possession or control, which, and here's a quote, most reliably identifies the device's location. Now, in the market-based sourcing world, we typically kind of have a hierarchy, or even in sales tax, we have a hierarchy of rules for determining where something is located. But instead of giving a hierarchy of information that a taxpayer can use, it just gives a list and supposedly lets taxpayers choose what works best. For example, IP addresses, geolocation data, uh, device registration, cookies, etc. So obviously there's going to be some disagreement from time to time between the state auditors and the taxpayers as to what of this pool of data most reliably identifies a device's location. Now, if you can't figure out where the location is, that's an indeterminate location, as the regs put it, then you simply discard that receipt from the apportionment factor, both the numerator and the denominator. And that also may produce some issues. But really, there are some more fundamental problems with the regulation. First, and this is based on my discussions with a lot of digital advertisers, is that it really continues to perpetuate this simplistic view of how digital advertising works. It also presupposes that advertising companies are going to be able to access and maintain this information about specific devices. And by focusing just on the number of devices as opposed to the number of views on those devices, there is some question about whether this regulation methodology really accurately captures the amount of digital advertising that is, in fact, taking place in Maryland. One other interesting thing that the regulation does is that it changes the apportionment factor to make worldwide revenue the denominator instead of U.S. revenue. And I think most would agree that that appears to be the correct policy. But the problem is that it also conflicts with the statute that references U.S. revenue. So in short, there are some issues with the regulations. I doubt anyone is surprised with that. There's going to be some public comment, so we may revisit this as the regulation matriculates along through the promulgation process. I think that's enough for now. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode of the State Tax Show. Until then, as always, have yourselves a great week. State Tax Show podcast is produced by Baker and Hostetler, LLP, and is for informational purposes only. 
It is intended to inform our clients and other friends of the firm about current legal developments of general interest. Issues discussed should not be construed as legal advice, and listeners should not act upon the information contained in this podcast without professional counsel. In some jurisdictions, this podcast may constitute attorney advertising. Please visit BakerLaw.com for more information about our practices and experience.